0: Hello again and welcome to Campion Conversations, an informal podcast discussion of pop culture and the liberal arts. My name is Dr. Dre, I'm lecturer in literature here at Campion College. Although his influence may not be so widely felt in recent years, the Dutch director Paul Verhoeven has had an indelible impact upon Western cinema, most notably in his Hollywood output in the 1980s and 90s. From the explosive carnage of Robocop, to the erotic thriller Basic Instinct, to the mystifying misfire of Showgirls, which has now attained a kind of so-bad-it's-good cult status, his canon of films is diverse, but still unified by his idiosyncratic concerns. Verhoeven has been acclaimed as a subversive parodist, but also a silver screen hack. His films are championed by some as wry, caustic parodies of capitalist excess, but denigrated by others as the work of a schlockmeister, And in his career, he has won a Satin Award for Best Sci-Fi Film, a Golden Globe for Best Foreign Language Film, but also a Golden Raspberry for Worst Director. In our discussion today, we're going to be exploring three of his most iconic works, his contributions to the sci-fi action oeuvre, the cyber-frankenstein tale Robocop of 1987, the sci-fi dream-within-a-dream action spectacle of Total Recall of 1990, and the bug-riddled fascistic... Starship Troopers of 1997. To discuss Verhoeven, his films, his themes, and their pleasures, I'm joined today by Thomas Flynn, lecturer in classical languages here at Campion College. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Colin. Now, you were the one who suggested this topic, the Paul Verhoeven kind of, uh, I won't say it's uh, a look at his entire career, but certainly it's three of his most... Significant or impactful of films Leaving out the basic instincts And the showgirls and stuff More the explosions and, and people being run over And set on fire films I thought we should look at the Paul Verhoeven Oh no, you didn't <laughs> warn me about that ah, there you go Don't pun uh,
1: I noticed that these I, I, I like Robocop, I like Total Recall And there's also Starship Troopers And I noticed that they, they, were, they were done very close together In fact, Total Recall immediately followed uh, Robocop also, Total Recall and Robocop, sheerly coincidentally, had deeply disappointing remakes done recently,
0: and yes. that's the last time I will willingly say anything about either of them. Well, that I mean that 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 is worth exploring though, because they do fit in this strange revisitation of nostalgia that's been going on recently. Is this idea of pulling out of the collective? Uh, love for these not franchises so much, but these these films that people grew up on that that are then regurgitated again into the cinema. No, I'm going to disagree. Yeah. Um. They, I don't. I don't think they're
1: like Beauty and the Beast or anything like that. Um, you really, you know, because they 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 revisiting them and they're a known property to that extent. But they were an. Yeah. I'll So just assume they were an honest attempt to revisit the
0: whole idea. Really? Um, but I just... The this, Total this, Recall one? Let's just... Let's just Aside from wiping um, out the whole say, Mars storyline, it's yeah, just if the you, same. If
1: you, yeah, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. That's my view. So I'm going I'm to say things that are nice. But uh, here's the thing is, is I like watching Robocop. I've watched it many times. This I've, is well, the, original it, the original Robocop. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Robocop as opposed to Robocop 20, whatever it was. But... <laughs> Uh, It's okay for a film not to really reveal, or a book, um, or something like that, not to reveal its true splendors until you've engaged with it, read it, seen it many, many times. Mm -hmm. But there has to be a reason why you go from time one to time two to time three. And I've got no reason for going from time one to time two with these remakes. Um, But I have plenty of reason every time for going back to see
0: Total Recall and Robocop. The original movie okay well you you've um, you've piqued my interest there because yeah we, we will leave alone uh, the the remakes go except on, to can of- you name the director of either of them? Uh, was it Len Wiseman? I think did the uh, no. something. I'm sure, sure. You could you could have said any name you like. I, I mean, it's absolutely true. true. They're, they're powerfully generic. Um, so we will, you know, get a couple of kicks in and then move on. But you said splendor. You just applied the word splendor to RoboCop, the watching of the original RoboCop. I need you to unpack that because what the hell are you? To- there are like. Mutants that explode in like a—it's a Total Recall, not the. No, 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 no! In in RoboCop, um, the guy gets covered in toxic ooze. Oh yeah. That. And a run over and and pops well, like that, that, a that,
1: that has a certain ball sh- of pus. That has certain schlock splendor to it. I mean, yeah. He knows what he's doing, and it 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 that recalls a certain type of B movie or Z movie aesthetic. Right. Um, and, and RoboCop, in fact, I think is one of the last of the old-fashioned special effects extravaganzas before anything was done with computers. I mean, it's all... uh, There's either the stop motion or um, puppets and things like that. Right. Um, And Total Recall's got a very tiny amount, I think, of um, computer-generated stuff. Uh, So so there's a certain uh, nostalgia effect for that. But uh, uh, Robocop um, is a stripped-down story, and it's a story you care about. Yeah. Whereas I'm looking at you quizzically for oh, those who well, okay. are listening. Um, um, yeah, that's what I mean, I, okay, well, I care about and um, you, dear listeners. You too. You too will care about it. Um, well, well just, let's let's run if, through fact, the narrative just before very quickly, we before such we, as it before is. we go anywhere. Um, the people who are listening to this are wondering: Oh, should I watch Robocop <laughs> or um, or um, Total Recall or Starship Troopers? I'm going to say, yeah, you should. If you have any intention of ever watching any of them, watch them before you listen to the. This podcast, especially Total Recall, I'll tell you now—they uh, are full of violence, bad language, and uh, mutants getting run over. Yeah, and, and um, fairly, mutants—fairly mild, relatively mild sex scenes. Mut- um, mutants. All, all over n- the these place. are not too... your. This is not your high-level cinematic art. This is not Ingmar Bergman. I don't want anyone going away thinking, "Oh, yeah." Um, and then they'd be shocked by something. So let's just what you're, what you're in for with these movies is some good old fashioned bloody special effects. Well, of the time.
0: I, I, I will say, and we, we will dive into the narratives and then start unpacking them. But but I do think the titles give away the game. I mean, RoboCop is. Idiotic. Like that. That's an idiotic name. But it tells you everything that you need to know about the film that you're about to go. Total through. Recall doesn't. Total Recall doesn't. Uh, Starship Troopers, I think, does. I mean, I think that that kind of gives you an idea of the, you know, B grade kind of to an extent. Journey. If you're
1: coming into it expecting it from the novel, which I far prefer, and I'd go far as to say, it's far
0: superior then you might be a little surprised by some of the things in Starship Troopers. All right, well, we'll put a pin in that. We'll start with Robocop. Let's yeah. let's go through Robocop. Do you want to give us a, a, a brief rundown of the, the plot? Robocop, uh, set in Detroit, where...
1: A very desiccated rundown. I'm about... going to say crime is a disease and he's the cure, but that's another movie entirely. <laughs> um, Detroit has a cancer and the cancer is crime and it needs to be removed. And, they, uh, and so they need to get... It sounds a lot more surgical than what we're going to get, but mm-hmm. yeah. The authorities, so... Um, there is still nominally a democratically elected government which makes zero appearance in this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the control of the police department has been handed over to the private sector. This large company called Omnicorp. Uh, so they control the police and they are trying to work out ways to improve the standard of policing by getting robotic police And they start with that. And for various reasons, we won't go into right now, that project is shelved. (laughs) And um, instead, a new project of a cyborg policeman taking a police officer entirely and coincidentally and tragically severely injured in the line of duty and in fact killed is revivified and turned into a cyborg the titular robocop and he uh, goes through sorts out crime and he um realizes that um there are other things going on and he tries to arrest the people who originally killed him and he eventually managed to succeed the end
0: it's just, yeah. It's just a yeah.
1: commonal garden
0: Western revenge um, exposing the uh, the corrupted corruption of business uh, people. And, and, yeah. yeah. Okay. Excellent. So What's the plot that that is the plot. There's absolutely a plot. Clearly, there is uh, as I, I noted in the intro. There's a Frankensteinian kind of quality to this. Uh, the a- hang on, hang on. I remember when I said I'm going to talk when we talked about Blade
1: Runner and I said I'm just going to call them Frankenstein's and you. Picked me up on that, and you said, No, no, they're Frankenstein's monsters. And I gave up and <laughs> I uh, said, so Frankenstein, there, yeah.
0: there are no Frankensteins, really. There this. is, there is a Frankenstein's monster. So, I, I would argue that there is a Frankenstein character, a Dr. Frankenstein sort of corollary, which is the character of uh, what is his name, Bob Morton. Um, played by Miguel Ferrer, I do think that the film eventually dispenses with him. But the the idea in the best way possible, <laughs> absolutely, by blowing up his house and uh, in a, in a blizzard of cocaine, he just explodes. Uh, I think shot. Let's be fair, actually you no, we don't actually see him blown up. You think he's back for the sequel? Did
1: no, 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 no. Like he's definitely crawls oh, no. out of there? Yeah, I don't think he does. I know he's not back for the sequel. Um, though he, he becomes robo-businessman? It's not really played up and people don't notice, but if you pay attention, you can see that actually the scientist in charge of the project is quite surprising for a film from 1987, a woman. Mm. I um, and seat. so she, in some ways, is the, is the Frankenstein. She doesn't really have much of a role in the film, but
0: um... I, I will say uh, across the board, um, aside from Starship Troopers, which, as we'll get into, is very specifically about Aryan perfection being presented. Uh, but uh, otherwise, um, Verhoeven actually does have a fairly diverse. Cast, which is nice, like um, different races, different genders, sort of uh, playing out roles. It's all still very generic '80s stuff, but he, he seems interested in kind of opening up.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, casting. Uh, uh, Bodica, Clarence Bodica's gang. What a great name for a villain. Um, they're, 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 they're a regular Benetton's advert. <laughs> He's got <laughs> the Italian American. He's the got criminal. the criminal American, the <laughs> Polak. He's got the um, African American.
0: He's got the East Asian American. True, the, a lot of them are the horrible stereotypes for criminals. But but even the heroes, you know, you get the Total Recall, and it. it, 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 it's a, it anyway. I, I would i would argue that what is his name Bob Morton Bob Morton is kind of the the Frankenstein whereas in in the original novel of Frankenstein it's it's a, a man uh who is so obsessed with the idea of creating life that he doesn't Bother to consider the ramifications of what would happen. In a way, this is like the business version of that. He's humanity, and and he he makes many comments about that. Is that you know people are going to volunteer for his program? That's yeah, I mean, death, that's a like, sort of
1: sarcastic, well, not sarcastic, but there's a there's a, a sick joke in that. Yeah, we're just waiting for some poor schmuck to volunteer. But
0: that's the idea. Is 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 this kind of business speak? This kind of horrible dehumanizing language that's utilized is. Part of the, the social commentary that's going on here. And, and it is, I think, feeding into that Frankensteinian theme is, is the idea that this corporation is so interested in the bottom line and the you know the, the money that it can make in future um, that it is, like the original Dr. Frankenstein was pursuing a result without thinking about the consequences. They don't care
1: actively. This, this um, because many of its moves are very obvious, this movie is a masterclass in uh, screenplay writing. Yeah, in that's the, true. On yeah. the one hand, to when um, Murphy, he's the guy who becomes Robocop. Such as when he arra- a
0: screenplay. Oh.
1: Okay. Um, when he arrives at the station, the precinct, he, uh, he says, yeah, a lot of guys are being transferred around places and he shrugged his shoulders. So they've been transferred. And then in a throwaway remark at the board meeting, it's, been reve- it's revealed that um, they are, this is what they're deliberately doing. They're putting likely candidates. So people who yeah. are likely to put themselves in the way of danger, in front of the kind of danger, and then so in order that they'll get exposed to danger and then become candidates for the Robocop program. So, um, Though That's an idea that's kind of dropped because it would be kind of complicated to have more than one Robocop running around the place. Though so obviously if you were doing this for real, you would need to have several online and coming up. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, what I like about Robocop as opposed to, uh, particularly Starship Troopers, is it's satirised there, but I think there's a heart to the story. This is a lot of it's done is born, I think, by the character of Bob Morton, even though he does get done away with. is he is a. Sleazy, yep. Uh, they're all psych- psychopathic or yeah. sociopathic. Um, so, uh, uh, I said that for various reasons that earlier robot program had to be shelved. <laughs> well, that was because it goes haywire and murders, um, the volunteer, um, test subject, Kenny. Yes, and so, uh, so you see them getting in, you see Kenny, Johnson, and Morton get into a lift at the beginning going up to the meeting. And then, but only Johnson and and Morton go back, and he said, "Too bad about Kenny. Hey, um, that's what it is. That's what life in the big city. Well, not so much life as death." And it's it's a nicely obvious bit of symbolism. So um, the 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 reason why they need to clear the streets of crime is because they want to build new Delta City, this shiny new metropolis of the future, and uh, the haywire robot uh, policeman shoots Kenny. And his body, his bloody corpse is draped all over the model of Delta City. I think, I think there's a sign in there somewhere. But, yeah, yeah, and but, it, but, it, but it, there's a through line in it. it, it and it's the argument about, uh, about Robocop's humanity and w- when he comes back. And so one of the earlier manifestations of when he's becoming trouble is he's, he's dreaming. Hmm. And, he, and, he he, and in his dream, he remembers what happened to him. And so he starts investigating his own death. But that drives the rest of the plot as he exposes what actually happened to his own death. Um, who's behind it, and he brings them to justice. And so, so it, 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 it it's one of those stories which um, it it leaves everything else beside the way. I mean, this is why the RoboCop remake could have been very interesting. Or, um, or was interesting and could have been very good was that they picked up one of the pieces that are left beside and they well well what happened to his wife and son and in, in 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 the original in the 1987 film uh, they just moved away because it was all too hard for them yeah. they, they didn't know that he was resurrected to become RoboCop and and that's all you hear about them But I think they come back in the sequels where and so they they, they but in 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 the remake um, the wife um, is still around the wife and child is still around and And there's still the question of humanity, but they they kind of skip over the fact that the way he becomes an, an efficient Robocop is that they turn off his humanity in him, and then he but he sort of fights to get it back and it makes very little sense within the context of that film. but in the original the, it's just a sort of there's not, none of that in it, and so it's a sort of struggle of his the last vestiges of his humanity he still has a vestigial he has he still has the um his corpse and he has um his head and um he, he not fights to the arm. To get, not the, the arm. arm, lose the arm, yeah. Well, um, I, I, but, but and then right at the film, it's this, it's this nice touch. Well, um, so early on when he um, RoboCop comes to the down to the precinct for the first time, and he meets the partner he was with when he was killed, and um, she says, "You're Murphy," and he just looks blankly at her. And then right at the end of the film, the old man, the guy pulling the strings, the the ultimate villain in many ways, says, oh, "What's your name, son?"
0: And he just replies, "Murphy." And, Murphy, uh, yeah um no absolutely and and that is the part because I'm, I'm clearly not as charmed by these films as you are I don't dislike them but I, i'm I'm not quite as on board but the one thing I do like about Robocop is yes the, the the way in which humanity is utilized and the way in which it's contrasted against this dehumanizing corporate speak and some of the parts of the the script that I like the most are where they just... Overtly lean into that, you know. Di- dialogue like, well, I-, I mentioned lose the arm. Like that's a perfect mm. example of this is not Listen. a human being. This is a product. You know, we we're just he's a commodity. We don't need the arm. We'll just cut it off. Yeah. Who well, t-
1: Tyler, um, who's the um, scientist in charge of the project, and the one I'm arguing is really the Frankenstein. She's the one who knows what's happening. Morton couldn't do that more than those spreadsheets and whatever. <laughs> I mean, so so this is just the project he happens to be working on. He'd be cheerfully working on some other money-making project. He doesn't care about the this idea. But Tyler actually says, "Oh, we managed to save the arm," and he said, "Lose the arm." Yeah. So more, more exactly. So yeah. So more, how everyone is really a bit of a machine. And
0: uh, yeah, and 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 again, it's just like um, that's a product, and we just shave off the bits we don't need. We just because again, they don't even really care that he's. Human, it's almost like a PR move. Well, no, they we don't that. want a robot; we want a person in
1: there. Yeah. Well, they make well the the um, so Johnson makes that point. Well, you know, he do, he
0: signed a waiver. He's technically yeah. dead. Yeah. So we can do what we like with him. Absolutely. And so they set up all this stuff, and and then you get this again the the, the corporate speak of yeah you know, he doesn't have a name he has a program he's product mm-hmm. you know that idea of he he becomes just this mechanized manifestation of the desires of the corporation. Human beings are irrelevant, and this is across the board in the real estate development plot, uh, in the crime spree, selling of drugs plot, in the uh, workforce of the police, who put the, putting their life on the line. All, all of this is, is making this manifest, and yet out of this dehumanisation, literal dehumanisation, they've taken away everything that is his memories, himself, his autonomy, everything, out of that re-emerges this essential essence of humanity which seems to be bound to his emotions. Interestingly it's not his memories. He says, I can't remember them but I can feel them mm. when he's talking about his family. So but he get he does get flashback memories you'll you see inside his head and he True and and so but but we have the the, <clears throat> the 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 script introduces Murphy in the like, you know, ten minute introduction where he's all pretty generic eighties cop character. Um, strips all that away by brutally, savagely massacring him by, like, shooting him about a million times. The
1: reason reason being apparently going to Verhoeven, um, one of the amusing things to do is um, you can actually read Verhoeven's explanations... And you know, it makes sense. Though. And then, then is that a legitimate reading if you're just getting the answer from the horse's mouth? But Verhoeven said he was particularly going for a resurrection narrative. So, but thank goodness he didn't give him the initials J C. Yeah, yeah. But um, so he- hence that's why the gut the bullets go through his hands. Of
0: course, what well, so hyper extreme? Yeah, yeah. But but there there is. You know that that I can't even say it's reemergence of of the human, but but I guess it is that. But you're you're introduced to the character of Murphy in a way through his rediscovery of the essence of or the the echoes of himself. What I do think is genius about the film is what I, is iconic about the film is that Verhoeven puts the viewer in the vision of RoboCop. Uh, again, it's like like in the, in the way that the Terminator films, you know, present. Mm. You know, we we look through the Terminator's mm. eyes and we see the red screen. There are a number of times in this film, particularly when he's going through the process of being turned into RoboCop, where we're looking through his eyes mm. and it's like this screen because that's of course what Verhoeven, I presume. Wants us to feel as the the viewer is that we've been commodified, mm. we've been turned into this, so so, so that oh, his journey becomes our journey. I mean, it's fairly generic. And then, then every so often, so you get
1: um, at least a couple of times, you get news breaks. Yes, um, oh, and, course, and, and yeah. it's not seeing them on a on a screen inside. You actually get them. Yeah. Um, so you're not, you're not seeing them on a television, except for that that really awful um, Benny Hill type show. <laughs> um, I'd buy that for oh, a dollar. Um, uh, which everyone finds hysterically funny, but the, the news breaks with the adverts. So there's that great one with yes. Nukem, you know, for the fun for all the family,
0: where you um, you, you get to nuke your family. <laughs> and, uh, but is, uh, you're with, right; it's a representation of the kind of social paranoias that are going on there. You've got the car that they're trying to sell that everybody's talking about. This new exciting car that's about to be produced, but also SOS. that there's there's a a, a panic about nuclear decimation so uh, ubiquitous that they're making board games about it like it's it's this vision of the future is quite caustic and Mm. and grim Mm. and from the media's output that you get in those glimpses of the television product to our first person perspective through murphy slash robocop's eyes it's it's pretty horrible like people being dehumanized from from every angle yeah yeah. i i don't think
1: but, but I, I think what's great about the movie is, is um, similar things are dealt with in Starship Troopers. And I think the problem with Starship Troopers is he doesn't seem to have a really good idea of what to do with it. No. Um, and there's a similar thing. And so the, the people, the soldiers in Starship Troopers are exactly like the Bugs. Well, not exactly. No, yeah, thing. yeah. No, exactly it's the wrong word, but they... Never, no, 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 never absolutely. Just but, they, but they are very similar to them. One team of uh,
0: bipeds and one team... Uh, yeah, but you know, have...
1: huge, overrunning, crawling all over the place, looking like ants, which is, in the book, they're, they're very small units in mechanised armour, and the whole point is, is they're not meant to be close to each other at all. Uh, but but, so, but that's the problem, because in Robocop, they've got a clear idea. So, um, he, he wants to know what happened to him as a human being. And then it just... So it gets to the end, and um, he can answer the question, who he is? Who are you? I am Murphy.
0: Mm. and or what's your name but let put hairs so th- I mean the, the other arc I guess of the film is when, when Murphy's still human when he's talking to Lewis uh, he, he mentions that his son watches a TV show called what is it T-T-J TJ laser? laser or something yeah. something laser yeah and uh, he, he says again the script is very on the nose he says role models can be very important to a boy and then we get this character of uh, Robocop who is just a corporate product but who, by claiming his autonomy, by defying you know his, his corporate overlords, he becomes the role model that can go forward. And I'm sure that the sequels just obliterate all of that. Oh, but that's the journey. Yeah, yeah,
1: from what I can remember, the sequels. Uh, the sequels are they're kind of like Die Hard
0: too. It's it's more of the same, amped up. And, and, and why bother? <laughs> but um, it's kind of funny. I mean, this is a, a clumsy analogy, but it would be kind of like Mickey Mouse, Disney. Um, Disney icon suddenly getting a personality. suddenly, like you know, uh, I, I guess he has a personality again, bad analogy, but um a, a very distinct individual, singular personality after being kind of generically kind mm. of washed. well, that's that's Robocop. That is yeah, I, th- I think I mean, there's much more to unpack in Robocop. Uh, I would love somebody to explain why there are suddenly, Toxic ooze just hanging around in a oh, steel it, mill. It's that- because
1: it's because it's it's no, this, that's a sort of joke about industrial decline, and so this is Detroit. It's old Detroit. Um, it's the car yards, the steel mills, and there's just toxic ooze. Why, why is there still this factory line around? I mean, that, that that's what amuses me. is, is this is one of the things that I think is darkly funny is the criminals there's no point to their criminality no no it's not like they're fighting to get their mum out of the ghetto they're not I'm just looking for a life a company like one last score and then I no. can buy my island very early on this is the scene where uh, Officer Murphy gets shot background they're talking about um, why are we robbing this just to buy cocaine to make more money he said you got to Steal yeah. money to make money. He said, but why don't we just steal the money? He said, do you know any better way of stealing than free enterprise? Oh, take that, capitalism! <laughs> um, now, I don't, I, don't buy the,
0: I don't buy his politics, but um, mm. I like the way he presents it. Well, but they are just cartoon villains. Like, they literally stand around just laughing at how evil they yeah, are. Yeah, like,
1: but, but he leans into that. Yeah, which well, to, I, to that's an a extent, if you, if as you, I said, cartoonish. Yeah, extreme. if you are aware... That you're not producing well rounded characters. <laughs> yeah. It is
0: not, you might as well go for the B grade uh, and, and just lean into the fact that they are. And just delighting in blowing someone's. I mean, they, they go so far beyond psychotic that it's just, yeah. it, it's ridiculous. And in that hyperbolic, you know, the, the extremity of the film and, and Verhoeven's particular desire to push things to extremes. I don't think he understands how the human body works at all. Like, Murphy gets shot about 50 times. He is absolutely dead. And yet, they roll him into hospital, still massaging his heart. So it's very extreme and uh, very excessive, which is probably a good... Uh, segue to go into Total Recall, which is nothing if not extreme and excessive. Do you, Would you offer us another One last plot?
1: chance, listeners. Go and watch Total Recall, because it's <laughs> something you have to see before we can start talking about it. Okay, you've been there? Good. You enjoyed it? It was fun, yeah. It was, it was just this film about people going to Mars and having an adventure. And it was all a bit stupid. <laughs> you ask no, the it wasn't. Um, yeah. If you were paying attention, you will realise that the moment Arnold Schwarzenegger gets into that dentist chair... Nothing else that happens really happens. Uh, when, when I first no, heard that theory, I take you issue don't that. believe that. No. When I first heard that theory, I didn't quite buy it, but it, it, it's a pretty good cover for some otherwise quite stupid things about the subsequent film.
0: It is very stupid. I, I like this film. This would be my my pick of the three. But it's deeply stupid. And it embraces the stupidity while it is setting up a very windy, circuitous kind of okay, uh, we'll, narrative. We'll get to that. And go, now you. You give us the plot Me. of Total Recall. Okay. <laughs> well, the story of, of Total Recall, as I understand it, is that a man in the future called... Quaid Douglas Quaid played so convincingly by, by Arnold, Arnold this, is why, this is why the remake should have been good because Colin Farrell plays this actor. Yeah, yeah. He's also not obviously yeah. a, a huge Mister Universe. Yes, yes. Uh, So he's he's working as a construction worker in the future. Uh, He's having all sorts of strange dreams about Mars. And compelled to pursue this newfound interest in Mars, he goes to a company called Recall, uh, which can implant memories into people. It's basically a a way of traveling without actually going anywhere. You recall being on vacation, but you never actually... Did anything? Just so, have the difficulties of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he goes there. Eventually, he uh, gets memories implanted of uh, what we are told is going to be a. It's going to be a spy. Yeah, is he going to be super spy? He's actually going to save Mars. I think the program is called Blue Skies on Mars. But what we uh, are led to understand is. As they are trying to implant the memories, old memories resurface, and uh, it turns out he has been to Mars before. He freaks out, he goes on the runs, people start uh, trying to kill him, uh, one of which is uh, his wife, who it turns out is a secret agent who was planted there to monitor him. Turns out he was a secret agent who defected from a a corrupt company and run
1: by the guy who played the second in command of ocp yep i can't remember his name ronnie cox no yeah, Ronnie Cox. I feel so bad for that guy. Yeah. You yeah, just... No, no he, he also played the chief of police when um, the LAPD was squeaky clean in Beverly Hills Cop. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, but played by the same Always animal. maniacally evil. Yeah. Uh, but certainly in uh, Paul Verhoeven's films, if he turns up, he's pretty corrupt. He's the bad guy. Um, so uh, then uh, a series of mind wipe double crosses play out where it turns out that, in fact, Douglas Quaid is a super secret agent who's actually. Actually double-crossing a a series of rebels who live on Mars. Uh, I missed the part where we travel to Mars. In the end, uh, he helps out the the Martian rebel fighters, overthrows the the company that's controlling everybody's air and uh, water, uh, and frees the people of Mars by setting off a giant alien Original
1: Martian, leftover Martian technology, that manages to supply Mars with breathable air within about a minute. The entire planet...
0: That that sequence does drag on for a bit But you're right it, Unbelievably fast it, it, Suddenly we have a, a breathable atmosphere on Mars uh, The end With the question hanging over the, the audience and, and the character uh, Quaid himself Is this all real? Or is he still sitting in that chair Having a fantasy of his trip to Mars? See,
1: when, when I first saw this film And I saw the film Then I heard the theory I I thought yeah, but and then I was wondering. now So to me, it was it was you can obviously have a film that's ambiguous, but can you have a film that's ambiguous about whether it's ambiguous? And I thought that was a problem. But on rewatching, I think I think all the signs are there. There is there is one bit is stuff happens that outside of uh, Quaid Arnold Schwarzenegger's view that he shouldn't know about but it's so sort of crude and computer game it's they're like computer game cutscenes I won't even yeah. repeat some of the lines yeah. it's almost like it's the computer programmed and running stuff <laughs> that, that he happens to know about and and his life his life is um, I mean we won't see much of his life before the film but his life um, when he's Supposedly, this actually, this agent whose buried memories are re emerging are, um, is so ridiculous, and there are so many holes in this plot. Yeah. You think it makes sense as something hacked together by precisely by a company that are giving you fake memories. <laughs> and, um, and, and well, the, which the is reveal a great way evil. of getting out of the fact that they couldn't write a really good yeah.
0: story. I mean, the, the, the reveal when, when he's standing with the rebels, he's been caught, and they show him a video of mm. you're actually been working with us all along. It, again, is the most cartoonishly generic video. He's literally standing with yeah. the bad guy and they're <laughs> laughing at him. Like, yeah. Why did they record that? They recorded a makes... video so that they could mock the guy. Yeah. Like, the, the, the non-existent
1: so... personality. Um, but it, that's, that's why. that Those sort of things make no sense. <laughs> so, so idiotic. Um, <laughs> Um, but 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 if you say that it's all what happened once he gets into the dentist's chair, then it makes a lot more sense.
0: The the one thing that I will throw out there though, I it be- wouldn't want because- to be
1: on that theory. Then his what his sweet
0: innocent wife, played by Sharon Stone, is just sweet and innocent, mm. and
1: so she's got to deal with this psychopath coming back from the
0: and and it seems like a yeah fairly bland loveless marriage in the beginning too. He's already interested in some other woman that he's fantasizing about in dreams, which by the way is uh, the, the counter-argument I was about to make there. The film actually frustrates both readings. Neither, neither one work. You, you can say, yes, he really was uh, a secret agent all along and he was double-crossing and it's all true, except that, as as they point out, he programs the woman that he's going to meet. You actually see her on the screen as he's about to be implanted in the chair. So why would they have her face in the program before he goes... Under and gets the, the dream plantation yep, yep. So so that That leads to your argument That it's all fake But the counter argument that Because the film wants to have it both ways Is that he is dreaming about this woman Before she's planted in his mind Like the, the dream we see at the beginning She's in that dream mm. So either way this woman's face Blows up any singular yeah, interpretation but You, c- you of can the
1: say film. that it's that Maybe that you can hand wave that away By saying oh well, really it's because he's He's put, putting his own imagination onto whatever the program is suggesting to him. So the woman he's so he going to meet a, is going to look like that. A, a perfect Provide, replica. Yeah, yeah, a, so he, a, he's a, his own imagination handles that. But yeah, yeah, I, I admit, um, it's, it's... It doesn't work. Like, this is the thing, I, but I, I'm, I'm beyond thinking that, well, am I sure? I, I think it's clear that Verhoeven meant it all along. Unlike, and this is a... Uh-huh. A total recall of an earlier episode, folks. Unlike Blade Runner, where I'm not entirely convinced Ridley Scott meant for uh, Harrison Ford's character to be a replicant all along. Uh, no. Uh, and it certainly doesn't work terribly well. But, so I, I think, so Verhoeven, as opposed to Ridley, Ridley Scott, is a greater filmmaker. But Verhoeven yeah. at least is in control of his material. I was, I was going to say, like, Ridley he's Scott. He's a comfortable
0: B, whereas uh, um, Ridley Scott can go for the E to the A. Yeah, R- Ridley, Ridley Scott has problems but he has what do you call it subtlety at times and and i don't think of verhoeven no no these are not these
1: are not subtle films no i mean mean, we're arguing about the details of this thing because um it's 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 unsubtle the way that something put together by somebody wearing boxing gloves is unsubtle
0: (laughs) i cannot can i point out the um the catchphrases this is such a generic. I mean, I know it was made in the 90s, but it's such a generic 80s Right at the action beginning of the 90s, film. yeah. Yeah, it's a, the, consider this a divorce. Yeah, yeah. Screw the- you, Benny, when he drills him with a... Like, it just... Oh my goodness. But the one I didn't understand, and I just have to throw this out, because I literally... I, I, you could tell that the screenwriters, there was some note. Like, every time Arnold Schwarzenegger kills someone, he has to say a catchphrase guys. So when they did a pass of the script, they made sure, okay, we'll put in something. But it seems like when he kills the bad guy, the, the guy who's been hunting him, um uh, Richter? Mike, yeah, Michael yeah. yeah. When he kills him Clearly there's meant to be some kind of ha-ha, like, catchphrase. But they must have just left in the placeholder dialogue because he gets his arms ripped off in an elevator shaft and the genius gag that that Arnold Schwarzenegger whips out is See you at the party, Richter.
1: What party? Where are they going? Oh, no, no, because they're supposed to... Oh, because, um... Uh, what's supposed to happen is that Arnold's character is supposed to have his old memories restored and he's going to go to the party, but the point is... There's Rick, a party? Yeah, there's going to be a party. Did after. I miss that? There's yeah, yeah, a party there's, there's there's going to be There's going to be a party, um, but he managed to escape. From oh the, my... So, um, I cannot believe yeah. there's that, a that's justification that. for that. that is, there, is, there is a really few... Yeah, there's See going to be a party. party. So this is the idea he's going to have his old memories restored, but there's a the great because Einstein really... Are does. they going to have a cake? Even though they're on the same side, probably. Um, I, Even though they're on the same side, oh. Einstein really doesn't like Einstein um, uh, sorry uh, <laughs> that would be a character. very different Richter. film I like Richter. It. Richter Richter played by Michael Einstein um, he really doesn't like Arnold Schwarzenegger's character understand me because it's yeah. his girlfriend who has to be the cover wife
0: for the um, well this is part of film. the stupidity of the Plan, yep. I mean, like yep. What? Yep. It, it makes no
1: sense. Well, you know, this is this is, we are, but however, this is a Hollywood that produced the plan of the Emperor Palpatine return of the Jedi. <laughs> so you know, we don't get to knock this plan. <laughs> it may, it doesn't make much. You can just about get past it. I was, when I was rewatching, I was thinking, hang on, hang yeah. on. Why, why have they not just killed him if he was? Um, yeah. yeah. Why did they wipe his mane Why didn't they just kill him? I mean, they're obviously not averse to killing people here and there. Well, then... and, and it, then it makes sense is that actually he was a triple agent all along. Yeah, yeah It's, it's like, like yeah, no, You it's, can hey, follow it me. to
0: that point But it's like Why Why would you set your own men in danger? Why would you get them to be killed? Because like they could They could have killed him Like The, the guy is mind wiped um, Yeah no but
1: he's told not to um, I think he actually has a thing Where he's, he's supposed to he's, He has a conversation No no with,
0: I mean Arnold Schwarzenegger could have killed them Or they, they could have Yeah Yep. Yeah, yeah, You're right. You're right. Yeah, just, gigantic uh, plot hole. It. Yeah. I mean, it's just. It just makes. Sense. Anyway, um, I, haven't, I haven't read the story, but I, I doubt it gets to anywhere near this material. Well, my understanding is that uh, it, it's significantly different. I don't think Mars even plays a role in the original. I think not. I've never, I've never read the story, but no.
1: it's a in story, it, not even a novel.
0: Anyway true I mean in any case uh, it's it, it's a big bold spectacle it has a lot of those not not quite as gratuitous violent excesses of your Robocops but still lots of lots of weird when when Newtons. they get ejected out into the surface of Mars he, he uses these robot faces to, to show yeah. the distortion Which isn't and, actually
1: what happens if you are in a vacuum oh, by the way but, but it's, it's yeah visually yeah, Gross. Disturbing, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has um, mutants, as you said, um, yeah, mutants all The of Famous got a mutants whole thing with, with mutants. the
0: um uh, extra appendage, and we won't go any further than that. Yeah, and the um psychic mutants, and the and uh, what is it? The the conjoined twin yeah. mutants, and it's all pretty gross. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty um, much. No, what not is diamond. he getting at there? I don't really understand. Because oh, when... uh, we can do this, I think, and
1: they're mutants, so really, they better look like mutants. Okay, I think that's it. It's um I, yeah, you're right. He's not. He's not. He's not subtle. <laughs>
0: Um, speaking of not subtle, I, I will say that oh, okay. he humanizes them, though. Uh, the the idea there there is an element of, cool, look at that! That's weird," but um, they they actually want you to simp- when the mutants yeah. die, they they, they want, want you to sympathize, to sympathize yeah, with yeah,
1: them. So, yeah. Certainly, but it, it's it's um, but, I mean, that's a fairly obvious place to go. He's he's not as I say, he's not subtle. Yeah, I mean, but, but, and, and hilariously, you know, they they just this goes to the thing why it's all a dream is. So when he arrives, the people he wants to meet are just sitting at a table
0: waiting for him. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I I will say for for a film that clearly cost a lot of money, it's a pretty shonky soundstage that they're in a lot of the time. Hmm. Like the the um, there's no music playing. No, in okay, the, the,
1: the, the the um the the subway station is filmed in I think somewhere in Chicago. I think, but that actually yeah, looked substantial. Yeah.
0: Basically, any time that they're in Mars, it looks very Sound soundstage. Yes. Yeah. Anything else that we want to dive into in in Total Recall? No, I'd say it's a it's a fun movie to watch. It's see the great things about like these these are um, these
1: are practice material. If you want if pra- if you if you're, don't actually want to watch the film, I wouldn't do this myself. But if you if you need something to write an essay on, you could pick pick one of these movies to write an essay on because it's do. all right there to do. You, you're not having to argue about different metaphysics of what have you. Eh? The symbolism is pretty clear. <laughs> Again, very on the
0: nose Speaking of on the nose yes. so we we should get to uh, Starship Troopers I think unquestionably the most debated of of these films I think you can always find Even if you're not a defender of Robocop and Total Recall Which I would count myself as those I can see what's going on in them And kind of identify that that there was an intent That the uh, filmmaker was going for Starship Troopers seems like quite a divisive film some people do
1: I as I say I, mean, I, I don't buy Verhoeven's politics but that's okay uh, isn't that telling I said I don't buy them um <laughs> But you, the thing about the point about Robocop and Total Recall is, is they are about um, human beings, whereas part of the point <laughs> human beings within
0: the the grip of yeah. larger capitalism yeah. capitalists yeah. and, and and
1: and so you, you care a bit you care about the people within them particularly I think Robocop but Starship Troopers he deliberately evacuates the films of all that he says yes. um, so Michael Ironside who is in this film too asked him why are you making a right wing fascist movie and he says because I want to make right wing fascism um, look really good, but show that it's n- only good for killing bugs. And and, mm. and I, well, I, and the, 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 how can I tell you that? Because it's not something I get out of the film. It's what I got from reading the article on Wikipedia. Otherwise, watching it itself, it's it's. Why do we care? I mean, so all these people they're going around. Uh, should, uh, should we give? It's not like the bugs are given human. They're bugs.
0: Okay, said, yeah. I beg your pardon. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, do, I mean, but, I mean, it's 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 fairly straightforward. The bugs are attacking Earth. Yep. Earth fights back. And Earth, we presume, wins. Yes. And we send impossibly beautiful young people with improbably bad acting skills to go and basically turn into chum for the, the bugs mm. to be mutilated and destroyed. Uh, and that's it. As he said, uh, in the end, there's a sort of a suggestion that they win. They capture the brain bug, like or the leader e, yeah. bug. Yeah. Uh, and uh, presumably uh, Doogie Hauser because it's... Um, Doogie Howser, MD, is uh, the, the the new psychic. Who is kind clearly, of overlord. in the SS, yes, he's wearing an outfit that says uh, all of the subtlety about this being a, this, a fascist kind of. This is uh, not accidental. Paul Verhoeven grew up
1: in occupied Netherlands, so
0: there we go. So, so yeah, the, our our victory is is clouded in the. I mean, if you hadn't realized it at that point, by the realization that yes, future humanity is this. Fascist dreamscape. But, uh, see, I see, I, I don't buy... I mean, I'm, I know that's what Verhoeven's going for, but I
1: don't buy that as an interpretation because because of the similarities of the story. Someone said, uh-uh, this looks like that novel by Robert Heinlein, Starship Troopers, so we better buy the rights to that novel just to cover ourselves. And so there are one or two things in the film which have probably only come because of the novel, mm. because Verhoeven himself said he never finished the novel, and um, he, clearly, <laughs> he, doesn't doesn't, even read he clearly doesn't like it very much. Um, <laughs> I, I, Heinlein is could not. Well, he would be. He could be described as a right wing fascist, but um, he certainly was not. He um, he was an anarchist more than that. But one of the things that comes from the novel is is it, it's, and and it survives into this film is that it's like Plato's Republic. Mm, yeah yeah is that uh there is um a class of an elite leaders the guardians but they're not called guardians they're called citizens and um everyone else just gets on with their lives they don't have any say in the government but they're left to themselves they're allowed to have their own property their own lives get married yeah. and the rest of it but, and and so far as we see it and it's acknowledged that um the main character uh, rico is it only emerges slowly in the novel that he's he must be filipino's sort of thing that Heinlein did because that's the way you had to operate in the 50s is he uh, so Johnny Rico is uh, he He wants to become a citizen so he, uh, he enrolls but his life before that and, he, and it's acknowledged that he's a rich kid um, is pretty comfortable they are clearly not oppressed by any kind of Gestapo they're allowed to live freely do what they like uh, so it, it, I, 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 granted it's clearly meant to be but I don't buy it as terrible you can't just dress up the army in uniforms like the Wehrmacht and the SS and say therefore these people are terrible that's really lazy
0: filmmaking well I think what he was going for and I, I think I'm giving him more of the benefit of the doubt than it's deserved but uh, clearly the school that they're going to at the beginning like we see Rico and um, I forget their names uh, Carmen Carmen, who's the the redheaded um, uh, Flores. Flores. Does she have a different? Dizzy. First name? Dizzy, Dizzy, there we go. Um so they're they're going to what is clearly meant to be generic television high school. Like, American high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's it's nine oh two and oh, basically. Yeah. So he he's going for, I think, an idea of a false perfect vision of Uh, Humanity Like this idea Of the beautiful Perfect people So that he can Rip them apart Mm. Later Like they're just Like bags of blood um, Later on As they get torn to shreds But I I think it is about He wants to start with One generic Idealised vision so that he can reveal it to be something else at the end. It's, I mean, it's less about the reality and more about let's uh, unpack these dreams and the, how the, we get the, to them. The joke is clear right
1: from the start because at the start it's another one of these So like Robocop, it starts with a news show. In really? fact, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an attempt to see what would happen with internet news because it, it's it's the very early days of the internet. And um, so it's 1997. And um, so you're watching a news website and then click, do you want to see more? I mean, it's not quite the way a YouTube video works, but... Pretty close. And it's pretty well-imagined. Well yeah. um, and so it, like sh- and it shows. Describe. So the, bugs. Yeah, quite. Yeah, so, the, um, you know, the Clint Arthur's sending us a bug and um, we're here, they're there, we got to kill them and it's clearly on the other side of the galaxy. <laughs> um, though I've read some, one essay somewhere where someone argues, well, the whole point is, is clearly the bugs are fighting a defensive war. I said, Daddy, you can't get that from the screen. <laughs> You can't get that from from the um, story at all. The but bugs, the, the bugs like, are just bugs. They are not given any vestige of humanity, any so to speak. I feel any, like any is, reason for sympathizing. There's with them some
0: at all. hint that we invaded their space. There, there's uh, some I don't I can't it, point to it but I do a remember a little bit some, but, but it's, some not, it's of... not
1: it's not very clear and again it's a thing so if a filmmaker screws up does the intention I'm not yeah, sure I true, I, yeah. I I mean it's it's kind of fun to watch it but it's I don't think it's a very good film I so you, the reason you join up is so you can become a citizen and this is this is in clearly in the novel too uh, so the, the the novel itself is not about killing bugs mm. in fact mostly it's about training for, so Heinlein was interested in building character and he was interested in military life he'd been in the navy i mean he had be, he had to be invalided out when he got polio but he was interested in um, things like like the marine corps training and how that worked mm. and he um and he and so he wrote a novel about this set in the future and in many ways actually Starship Troopers is more like uh, a later film about um, they're called military science fiction and it's a later novel called Forever War but let's not get into that the, the novel he didn't actually explicitly model it on and it's just accidental why they're similar but the novel the novel is about training and then, and then and so he, he, you actually don't see him in action very much and then, and then at one point when he eventually is in action for a while then he goes back into officer training and there's more of it and, and it's all about Heinlein's own philosophical ideas about mm. um, uh, things. And it, it's about um, how you train and what it means and what command means. And, and it's things I'm personally fascinated by. So um, when I read the novels, I, I, I lap it up and then I, then I read people's comments and yeah, this one turned into an essay on political philosophy. I said, no, yeah, I suppose it did, but I kind of liked it. <laughs> so I didn't really notice. But um, so the, that's what the novel's about. But the, but the basic idea is um, that you can only become a citizen if you've done military service. And there's some kind of explanation as to how that happened and how that came about. But this is the idea. So there's a world government. You need to do military service to uh, to be a citizen, and so achieve it actually um, entered the government as, itself. And he uh, 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 and so uh, the, so everyone's in there really because they want to be citizens. And there's this scene in the shower. Uh, Jump straight to that. Yeah, the famous one where Verhoeven apparently he insisted that he would have to. He agreed, supposedly, that he also because everyone's naked in the scene that he would shoot the scene naked. Yeah. Which um, I'm I'm sure the actors were cool no no with no, that. no Paul, let's forget it. No no he, no. Yeah, and anyway, so the, there's that scene and they reveal what their motives are. And one of them wants to go into politics. Another one wants to have children. And the ones who, and they all have various different motivations. But the ones who have the noble motivations, the one who wants to go into politics and make a difference or have children, um, they all end. Horribly. Yes, yes. One of them, one of them, because she accidentally shoots one of her colleagues in a um, training exercise. Another just gets skewered by a bug and, and that's
0: that's a sort of yeah.
1: Thing. Well, yes. in
0: this world, if you have aspirations, and unless you're going to be like an SS officer, apparently, if you have aspirations or Gestapo, I don't know, yeah, something, you're dangerous and you need to be gotten rid of. You you need to like the the training um, that you were talking about seems to be substituted in this film to learn. To be a grunt,
1: No, Not even being a grunt; it's being a like, like being the soldiers at Stalingrad, the Russian yeah. soldiers at Stalingrad, just who just had to run. And run. when the if you didn't have a gun, when the guy who did have a gun died, you got to take his gun. Yeah, And it, it's that chuck as many. One thing you have got are numbers, and chuck them at the enemy. Yeah, but but it's it's it. Uh, and so the idea is, we're really we are like the bugs, but of course we're not quite like the bugs, and. Um, but there's no, there's no, yeah, we there's don't no, have a shower no scene for the bugs you that too. Yeah, there should have been. Um, no alternative. Actually, the bugs are all naked throughout oh, the movie. Gross. Gross. Um, there's no um alternative vision offered, which is why was, think, was
0: he naked when he filmed the bug scenes? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, the the, the there's no alternative vision is offered, but and as I say, the the life that that is supposedly is being satirised seems quite comfortable, unless I'm told mm. or I import my knowledge of. Um, the horrors of Nazi Germany, which is lazy filmmaking. Yeah. Then I'm then it, I I don't buy it, and so that's why I think then it's not a successful film.
0: I think at best you have, and again I'm I'm inclined to agree. I don't I don't think it's a particularly good film, but I, I think what he was going for is that even if you embrace the "rah, we've won" kind of ending that they present, which is is very sarcastic um, in the way that it concludes, the vision of humanity that you have. Is totally vacuous. It's it's just pretty, but utterly dead inside people. So you're you're living in a very aesthetically pretty, um, but uh, like mind-numbingly superficial world. I, I think a way he could have rescued it um,
1: is he could have No, I don't think he could. But I mean, it would require a really subtle bit of filmmaking. Here's one for the remakes, Hollywood. Um, oh, they're going to do it, aren't they? It'll happen. Who cares? Yeah. You don't to, it's not like it's not like remaking a film you like. <laughs> um, they uh, it is if okay, I I thought actually you could kind of view the entire film as just a gigantic propaganda yes video. Oh, and absolutely. I, th- I think that's the best way to watch it. You could yeah. bring it in that actually you see the reality underneath, not in some really ham-fisted or obvious way. No. So. I mean, probably couldn't cover it, but it would require some serious subtlety. So you can see the the reality that's underlying
0: it. Well, and they have at the end the uh, enlist now that kind of presents yeah, it.
1: Yeah, I was, but I, I think you could view the entire film as a sort of an enlist now. Yeah. I don't think that's what you're meant to go for. But he, um, Verhoeven thinks he's done enough work. He says, I've made them look like Nazis. Uh, we know that <laughs> Nazis are bad. Therefore, I've done my No, I don't Yeah, don't get it.
0: It definitely needs, it needs more to make that social commentary more of a Alright, excellent. Was there anything else that you wanted to...
1: No, no. no I'm, I, I'm, I, what I would say is uh, watch Robocop. It's a masterpiece. Uh, Total Recall is <laughs> no. a great movie to watch and a great movie to think about and chew over.
0: You can give Starship Troopers an, a miss. I say read the novel, but then I would. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Total Recall is probably the most interesting for me, but even then, you know, it's it's... You're just Hardly you're thinking about Terminator. I mean, a guilty pleasure.
1: Yeah, Robocop, RoboCop really does rip off a lot of Terminator. Yeah,
0: and I think Terminator actually has some 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 real philosophical you know meat on that bone. Whereas yeah, yeah uh, I'll, to, I'll, total recall. I'll buy that for less than a dollar. Oh no. <laughs> well, those are some of our thoughts about uh, Verhoeven's trilogy of sci-fi action. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please do subscribe. We have new episodes every other week. And if you like what we're doing here, please do tell your friends. And if you're so inclined, give us a review on iTunes. Those five-star reviews really do help. If you'd like to comment on anything that you've heard or offer feedback, please do drop us a line. I want to thank Thomas for joining me today. Thank you, Colin. And we will be back next time with another Campion Conversation. We hope that you can join us then. Well, those were some of our thoughts about Verhoeven's oeuvre. That's, that's a difficult thing to say, Verhoeven's oeuvre. It's the Verhoeven. <laughs> oh, no. Your pun has ruined my ending. Look, you can cut me out. So <laughs> go back to where you need to. Campion Conversations is a product of Campion College of the Liberal Arts, Australia.